Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today we are asking the question, do you really need to hire a coach? Mm, it's a great uh, question and obviously Danny and I are both coaches. So <laughs> I wanted to firstly name that biased, um, that we are both coaches, although there will be a little bit of discussion today about when it's not appropriate. So even though we are going to talk about, I guess, the benefits of mentors and coaches and outsourcing and delegating and all of the benefits that come from that uh, and the benefits that, like, I guess a lot of people don't talk about. But we're also going to give you the counter argument as well of maybe when hiring a coach isn't appropriate for you. Yeah. And the idea of this episode came from someone in the Q&A box. So thank you uh, to that person who asked the question. And it was, should I explore training and nutrition on my own with a guidebook, but not a coach? Mm. Obviously, there's so many free resources out there and some amazing free resources that people feel confident enough to use them. And if that's you, then that's great. But sometimes you might need a little bit more. So we're going to break down, you know, who can get away with just using a guidebook versus who needs a little bit more hands-on at the start before they move on. Mm. Do you know the first thing that come to mind when I saw this question for me was what? um, what's a guidebook? Like what even is a guidebook anymore? Do people Are they still like a prevalent thing? Like PDF type things? Yeah. Oh, I think so, unless it's not. There are a lot. I used to get so much value out of downloading free, like the five steps to this, 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 like, or some of the macro guidebooks were actually amazing. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think more things now include videos. It's not just written, but they're still floating around for sure. Yeah, there you go. I think I, like, maybe... Oh, what year are we in? 2022. Maybe when I first started for the first few years, um, I probably looked at more guidebooks in terms of like downloadable stuff, PDFs, when yep. that was the way in which people sold anything in the fitness space before apps and like you said, videos and module-based courses, etc. Definitely went down the PDF realm. Um but I just thought we'd moved on from that, to be honest. But it, obviously, if it's a bit more interactive and it does have more features, uh, then it is going to be something that could be helpful. Something I do like, I guess, I don't, I don't know if I'd call it a guidebook, but I do love a lot of the literature and a lot of the eBooks um, that you can buy. That's more like educational stuff. I definitely purchased some of those. But in terms of like a script to follow, like a twelve-week guidebook, it's not mm. something that I've actually purchased for like years I don't even think like maybe when I first started I might have brought two and I'm thinking back to what the quality of those were and it wasn't very yeah. good no but you'd be surprised I mean some people haven't moved on to using apps or all of that technology because their clients don't actually need them sometimes mm. when I'm traveling and I'm going to different gyms I still see people with pen and paper you know yeah. they've printed something out you know people get really attached to having a physical piece of paper that they they own and then they can write their weights in or it's got their nutrition plan obviously mm. it's a minority of people now but I look at them and go wow like you're never going to move on into the times and that's fine but they're still using excel spreadsheets and all <laughs> that as a coach I mean you probably don't want to just stick with that. Um, but again, sometimes you don't need all the fluffy stuff and, and mm. your clients will respond well just with the information that's there. So it is about knowing how your client's going to respond, but 
you know, the pen and paper Excel spreadsheet. It's it's very old school and probably wouldn't appeal to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good share. Really good point. I know a lot of people still use that sort of stuff as coaches, um, but they then even as consumers, it'll be interesting to see like, you know, as customers, is that something that you're still buying? Is that something that you still feel is easily um, usable for you on the run when you're, you're doing nutrition and uh, training on a daily basis? Really, really um, interesting. But I guess today we do want to talk about, you know, maybe we're, I think we've spoken about the guidebooks, but more so about coaching in general and when it's actually appropriate, when it's worth it and when it's not. Yeah, what I love about coaching is it is specific to you. And, you know, guidebooks are quite general because you don't actually have that conversation with someone to get to know you and your goals. Mm. Um, But with coaching, you do. It allows that space for you to express the help that you need or at least brainstorm because often people don't actually know what they need because if they did, they wouldn't need a coach, right? They'd be doing the stuff that helps. Um, However, Having the space to talk to a coach allows you to brainstorm what you need, come up with a game plan, have that accountability, um, chop and change and be malleable with your lifestyle, whereas a guidebook doesn't take into account a holiday that's about to happen or an injury that's just happened or anything in life. Mm. Um, Just that personal touch from a coach is awesome for the right person. Yeah, for sure. Even for myself personally, like when I think about all the um, I guess times that I've had coaches and and spent money on coaches, I would hate to know how much I've spent on mm. coaches and mentors, like tens of thousands of dollars over the last however many years, just on my own personal goals, um, not even anything business related. But if I was to think about my own training and nutrition, I've never saw it as an expense, always saw it as an investment. Like, Time is the one thing that you will never be able to get more of. Like it's the one thing we're always capped, you know, that 24 hours in a day sort of analogy. It's absolutely true. Um, But time doesn't dictate progress either. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people think, oh, yeah, I've been training for a few years. And I even chat with a lot of clients that come into like our coaching and they're like, yeah, I'm sort of like probably intermediate. I've been training for three years. And I've Mm -hmm. learned to just ignore that because I'm like, you can still be a beginner but have been training for 10 years, a decade, um, because, yeah, beginner, intermediate, advanced, not a time thing. With the right guidance, and you see this in the business world, with the right guidance, the right mentoring, um, the right strategy, you can get places that you never would have thought imaginable in 6 to 12 months. And I think a lot of people, like, overestimate what they can achieve in, you know, 8 to 12 weeks. They go, I'm going to get to this, and they underestimate what they're going to do in sort of 6 to 12 to 18 months with proper coaching. But everyone goes, I can't afford it. It's too expensive. And I go, that reason right there is the reason why you should do it, not the reason why you actually shouldn't. They go, I don't have time. I can't afford it. And I go, you not having time and you not being able to afford it is the reason why you need to invest in the next six months so you can learn all this stuff for yourself and not have to buy guidebooks forever. Um, (laughs) Obviously, again, like I'm a little bit biased, but I've been through so much coaching myself that I'm like, I just couldn't imagine where I would be if I hadn't had proper guidance because you can waste a lot of time with the wrong advice. Oh, yeah. You know, um, as you said, that uh, the wrong advice, I mean, if you don't take the lesson from it and if you get stuck in it, you're wasting more time, energy, money, and you're just spinning your tires in circles. Now, some people have the 
um, resistance to getting a coach as well because maybe deep down they're not actually ready to change. You know, so many mm. people love staying in their comfort zone. You have people working at the same place for 40, 50 years and that's great. Then they retire and that's fine. Um, but if you're the kind of person who is not feeling too good about what you're doing in your day-to-day or your personal goals, you know, you got to go through that scary feeling of reaching out for help. And that involves being vulnerable as well. So you have to go through that. And as you've shared, you know, you and I have both done that. And I might still be working at, you know, Fernwood Fitness, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I had to let go. That was my safety blanket for so, so, so long. And I loved it there so much. But I said, if I'm to explore the world and, you know, go travel and do all these goals that I'm now doing now, I had to go through that vulnerability get a coach Mm -hmm. and then the whole world opens up because you start to see things from someone else's lens Mm -hmm. isn't we can only see what we know but then if you share that with someone else and their experience and learn from their mistakes they take you on the ride too and you can just expand your life and anything can happen if you use that knowledge Mm. I think when it comes to your own goals as well like the the one like, I guess, what do I say? The one undervalued purpose of a coach or a mentor, whether it's in um, fitness, nutrition, like training or business, the one undervalued rating or thing that they do is they forecast problems that are going to happen before you know they're going to happen. So they go, hey, you can't keep eating 1,200 calories um, and function like this forever. You're going to lose your cycle. Your training's going to suck. You're not going to grow. But when you're in that realm, you're like, okay, well, this uh, calorie deficit. Calorie deficit, right? (laughs) You can't actually forecast. And the same with business. Mm. You know, people that have walked the path that you want to go on, like, you need to you need to ask for help from them. Like in business, it's sort of like you can only see what's in ahead of you. So the purpose of getting mentors in that space or surrounding yourself with people that are doing better than you or are in the areas that you want to excel in, they can go, hey, you might want to consider this and this and this. When I went through that, this is what I noticed and this is how I navigated that problem. That's yeah. the biggest thing that coaches can do for you. And that one piece there can save you freaking thousands of dollars and years of wasted time years Mm, mm. and I reckon it took me like I've had a few um, coaches that you know weren't fab and I actually learned a lot from that you know there's no such thing as wasted time uh, in my experience just uh, like wasted I guess um, wasted effort usually you work really hard you don't get anywhere but you learn a lot from those lessons as well you learn a lot from good coaches You also learn a lot from bad coaches. You learn what not to do, maybe the way you don't want to coach, maybe what your boundaries and expectations are for your next one. And I think it's so fine to trial and error to really find someone that aligns with the way in which you want to be coached because so many people have a bad coaching experience and they think, nah, not for me. Like I'm all out. And I think that that really puts us all in one basket. I don't like that thought because I've had shitty coaching and I'm like, We might have the same job title, but we do not do things the same. No. And for those who have had a poor coaching experience, you need to use that to your advantage. You know, like what you've done, you had mentioned on previous episodes that you ended up um, training with too much volume when you got injured, but now you're able to tell that story 
to everyone and say, hey, I went through this. This is what I did to overcome it. You didn't just sit there in the corner with your arms crossed having a sulk. You might have mm. at the start. I don't know. I probably would have. But then I definitely did. I think I was did. on the phone to you and I was like, Daddy, I have Actually, tendonitis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. But now, you know, you had your moment and then you used it as a power to say, hey, guys, I can relate to you. I've actually had this and it doesn't feel nice, but this is what I did to overcome it. We all have to take those bad experiences in our life and use it in a way that helps us. Otherwise, it's going to be a very grim world. So just know that if you do have a poor coaching experience, as you said, it's not all the same. Know that that's not what coaching is. Whereas some people think, oh, this must be what coaching is. It's not for me. Well, no, you just haven't found the right person. Yeah, absolutely. It's just mentoring. Is there a time when you think that you might be um, right to do it on your own, whether that's with yourself or with your own clients? I love telling clients that, you know, the aim isn't to stay with me forever. Like Mm. you just can't. It's not right because that means you're not teaching them enough to feel confident to do the the work on their own. Um, But then you know, life happens, people move. And to have that attachment to someone's not really fair either to create that um, attachment of needing that person, which, Mm. and that's what I don't like in healthcare as well. You know, people feel like they need that appointment for the rest of their life. Otherwise they won't be able to live their life. Then what happens when you move away or the practitioner quits their job or whatever, then the person feels lost. Mm -hmm. So I love saying, hey, we'll start with, you know, 16 weeks or X amount of time that you need. The aim is for you to learn the tools and the skills and as much as you can in that time. And then if you wish to continue, of course, like that's fine. There's always more goals that you can have, but there's no pressure on that. I definitely don't put pressure on, okay, we're together. That's it forever now. You know what I mean? Obviously we need retention and and retention is a great sign of of coaching and, and all of that, but the aim isn't to have lifetime retention. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I think anyway. I agree. I think we should be promoting autonomy um, in our clients and, you know, for you guys as well and the same for us. Like we don't want to become reliant on anything, Mm. whether it's a person, a coach, a supplement, a partner. Like we don't want that reliance piece that makes us feel like we have to do that thing. Uh, And I think a lot of people, there's a lot of businesses that have done that well, like MyFitnessPal. A lot of people have reliance on tracking because of it. They don't have that skill of being able to, eat intuitively they feel so much reliant towards tracking macros and that is fine it's a skill it's a tool but we also need to practice moving away from those pieces the same thing with coaching the one thing that um i think is a really important thing to ask yourself whether you feel like that's right for you or not is asking am i still getting value what does that value look like because like a coach can't answer that Like Mm. if you're coming to a coach being like, oh, I don't know if I'm done, like am I finished, am I still going, you need to like do a U-turn and go, okay, what value value am I getting here? What does that look like? And and you need to ask yourself those questions. Um, And if you are still getting value, then for sure. But if you feel like, you know, I feel like I'm outgrown at the moment and this is a bit tedious and, you know, I'm not getting any value here in the long term and I think I need to step away, like you answer your own question. And I think a lot of us have that own innate skill um, to be able to do that because only you know what you need a coach doesn't know you as well as you know you so it's really important to ask yourself that question and mm-hmm. particularly for whoever, whoever sent this through like it's really important for you to go okay what do I need most um do I need customized one-on-one coaching or do I need just a structure to follow because maybe you've had a long period of coaching and you you feel like you need a break and you just want to do your own thing and trial and error again it's it's going to depend on the context of where you're coming from 
Yeah, definitely. It's it's very important to be able to reach out to someone where you can have that discussion without feeling guilty. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to feel like you owe someone something. Like I, I hate when people or coaches sort of own their clients' results in a way yeah, that's a bit cringy. like, oh, it's cringy. It's like, no, the client actually did all the work. Yeah. You gave them the tools. Like, yeah, your tools helped them. But, like, they're the ones who got up out of bed and prepped their meals and went to the gym or worked on their mindset and all of that. So, yeah, that's always a little bit of a red flag in my eyes and Mm -hmm. and yours as well. But you need to be able to have that discussion. Let's just say the end of your contract is coming up and you, you should feel comfortable to say, hey, like, I'm actually feeling really good now. Like, thanks for our time together. Um, I'm going to give it a go on my own. And the, the response of the coach should be, that is awesome. Because at the end of the day, that's what they're there to teach you, to be a better human so you feel confident to do it on your own. Yeah, um, absolutely. I've been in situations and I don't know if it not full of, like coaching, um, not in a coaching situation, but just when I've reached out for help for people who, you know, are good at business and all of that. And, and sometimes you just get in that position where you feel like you owe someone something. And I just hate that so much. It's like you, people can abuse their coaching power and, and create kind of like a dominant role in which, yeah, you feel like you owe them something. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you're paying for a transaction, you know, you don't want to blur the lines of the relationship. You need to keep it quite professional. Um, it's important to know that you can let go at any time if you don't feel 100%. Like, mm-hmm. But have a conversation first because often we make up stories in our head that can be fixed by a conversation. Maybe mm-hmm. change your goals. Maybe change the process that you're doing together. Say, hey, do you mind if we have a little bit more communication? Or, you know, you should be able to address the problem with that person. Yeah, I think what you've highlighted there as well, Danny, like open communication mm-hmm. is just so important for whatever your goals are. Like if you're with a coach and you feel like you're not getting value, but you have for a long period of time in the past, like just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. It could end like that, saying like, thanks for, um, you know, I'm so glad that you feel like you've learned so much from me and you're ready to, you know, take off the training wheels and go and do it on your own. Or is there a shift in goals that we want to um, work towards? Is there something new like are you just have you just lost motivation because sometimes that can happen too we all go through phases where you're like everything sucks this sucks I want to do this I'm done Um, but it's really important to be able to have open communication with whoever you're working with as well yeah Um, and you definitely don't get that from guidebooks I mean they're very literal like this is the way and that's it Um, you and I read so many books and listen to so many podcasts, which no doubt we've learned so much from as well. So the resources that are out there are fantastic. However, it takes so long to read books. It takes hours to listen to podcasts and audio books and all of that. So that's great if you have the time and you just want to sort of nitpick little pieces of advice here and there, get some gold nuggets. But then what I've noticed with myself, I needed an actual coach to then apply the work fully. Mm. Because as I've said before, I've got stuck in that zone of like you're reading, you're going to courses and everything, but then didn't actually apply any of the work. So that's what led me to move from that space into coaching. It was the only way that I could sort of go from A to B in a quicker fashion. Like learning still had to happen. It still took time, but it allowed me to get my shit together and go, hey, we're actually doing this. We can't just be dancing around books and courses and everything without actually applying it. So that was massive. 
Yeah, that's a really good share, Danny, because I think there's so much information out mm. there now at the moment. But what coaching does is it takes information and makes it like integrated, right, into what you're actually doing. Information needs integration to actually be practical. And mm. a lot of people we've spoken about this, you know, the the Tim Ferriss advocates that are just always doing the next development course and they're just doing the <laughs> next thing to become better, to add the next stripe, the new line on their CV, <laughs> whatever it might be. All those things are amazing, but information alone is useless. Honestly, it really is. Like information alone without integration is probably a waste of time if you're actually yep. not putting it into practice. So coaching is that practical piece. Um, some people need it for the accountability, but moreover, like the information alone is not customized to you. And something I like to say all the time, because like I have a thing with macro calculators, which I think they're amazing, mm-hmm. um, but calculators or anything online is a starting point and yep. calculators are not coaches right? Like a calculator can't replace a coach yes. <laughs> with nutrition. And a lot of people try to systemize it and that's so fine, but you never will because metabolism is complex and you're not just fitting into certain categories. You're not inefficient and efficient or male and female or active and non-active. Like we we don't function like that. Um, and it's an insult to our physiology to try and put us in specific formulas and think it's always going to work out. So it's important Mm. to understand that calculators are a starting point. Guidebooks are a guide, like all these things, they're just structures. And then what actually needs to change is the nuances in those and how you actually apply it. Now, a lot of people um, can do it on their own right? There's no, like a lot of people coaches, a lot of people can find the information and integrate it. Um, But there has to be a a period where you go through learning how to do that. And that can be trial and error. That can be having mentoring yourself. And that's why I said like coaching is very much an investment that you make for a period of time to be able to learn that integration piece of how to do it on your own uh, and then be able to make it sustainable. It's really like the definition of taking a meal plan at the start and being like, I must stick to this meal plan, which we all both did, right, Danny? Mm. we learned how to follow a meal plan we became really disciplined but then when that meal plan was taken away then what we we're like oh shit like the inter- the information piece was the meal plan but we had no yeah. integration we just had to follow that otherwise we felt like it didn't work and then we found flexible dieting which thankfully is like the new mainstream i would say in the fitness yeah. or uh, nutrition and mm-hmm. that is literally the the result of getting information of macros and education and integrating it to make it sustainable and then eventually right you can do it on your own because you know your own maintenance your own tde you know what you need to eat to lose weight to gain weight whatever it might be and that's how you make a habit sustainable so when you're at that point that's when i would say sweet do it on your own <laughs> yeah and that's brilliant like If the difference from you getting up off the couch is a guidebook, great. Print it off, be old school, download it on your phone, you know, look up modules, whatever. If that's going to be the catalyst to your new journey, then that is so fine. But you can just be wary, again, that it doesn't come with all that education, like you mentioned, metabolism and everything that you need for nutrition. Um, if If it is a weight training calculator, so Often you can type in your height, weight, the experience, all of that, um, and some calculators spit out, you know, you need to squat this much, deadlift, bench. Like, again, that is a guide. That doesn't take into account a sleepless night the night before or, you know, a knee niggle or something that's going to prevent you from getting the numbers. Just be wary that there has to be some sort of flexibility mm-hmm. um, and, and education around that. So if you feel as though... The numbers that you're presented with aren't for you, whether it be nutrition or training, that's when you know that it is time to get help. Or if your motivation is lacking, if your results uh, are paused and you're not really making progress, 
definitely get a coach for a short term. Just get taken um, forward so much quicker than than spinning around in circles not knowing what you're doing. Yeah. So you can learn from the good and bad experiences of a coach. You know, we've definitely done both, but then you just take that and it's all part of your journey. You just have to keep going. Mm, absolutely. The last point that we wanted to touch on, which I think goes hand in hand with coaching in general, is just outsourcing because at the end of the day, that's really what coaching is. And I've had like many conversations with people that are either coaches themselves or very high up in their own work in corporate, et cetera. And they're just holding so much um, responsibility and making so many decisions and looking after so many other people that their own goals sort of fall to the wayside. And that's honestly normal, especially if you're someone that works and serves other people. Um, Usually people that work in those service-based industries put themselves last quite a lot of the time. So no surprise, a lot of coaches, you know, put their own clients first, you know, a lot of doctors, nurses, midwives, like personal trainers, all those that put themselves last. And that's just because you're good people. Um, But I think there comes a point where it's like realizing that you don't have to do it all on your own as well. And even if you do have the information and the knowledge, there's certain things that you can't get on your own, like community, perspective, not being so critical of yourself, like all of these sorts of things aren't sexy selling points for coaching. Mm. But sometimes we just need those things to get out of our own head. And I I do this when I'm prepping. I'm like, there's no freaking way I'm deciding whether I'm lean enough or whether I'm dropping enough or whatever it might be, because I'm just going to do a big U-turn and show up with a lot of critical aspects of myself and go harder and harder. And maybe potentially, again, like, interrupt the result that I could get because of the strategy and how my emotions get in the way. So I think there's like other elements of coaching as well that you need to decide whether it's appropriate for you, whether you don't need it um, or whether that's something that you value. Yeah, it's easy to put emotion to things, right, when it's about yourself. So like with the um, nutrition, what you were saying, like how are you going to have an unbiased opinion of how you're looking or an unemotional opinion or, you know, with with training, we're going to favour the exercises that we love doing if we're writing our own program. Often you miss the ones that you know you need to do, but you just you're in charge of yourself and it's easy just to convince yourself in your own mind with business people turn a blind eye to the numbers like what what's their bank account looking like how many clients have they signed on people often don't don't look at what's going on because it can bring on icky feelings so it's really important to just be able to step away from that emotional become a little bit um, systemized and robotic if you can't do that on your own that's when you need help as well only if you want to grow if you want to stay doing what you're doing don't change anything but for those who want a bigger business more clients a better service more knowledge any any form of growth more flexibility then it is so important to get help Really well said, Danny. I think you've tied everything up beautifully there. And I think today we really just wanted to summarize like our points on getting coaching and whether it's appropriate. And I think like flipping it back to you guys, only you actually know the answer. Uh, I think from us today, Danny, we've arguably said like do both, you know, try yeah. it on your own, try guidebooks. We've definitely done them. Um, experiment with coaching, invest in it, see whether it's right for you. Uh, find the people that allow you to grow fast. And if, if you're not getting value, then absolutely move on to something or someone else where you are getting that value. Yeah, and all areas of your life can have a coach, not just training nutrition, as we said, business, mindset, you know, people see therapists as well. Any skill that you wish to to um, enhance in your life, there's someone out there that can help. So 
put the feelers out, have conversations, keep your eyes open, and and you're running to people who are doing what you're doing even better, they're the ones that you reach out to. Mm. That's how you level up. Oh, Oh, yeah. How good. (laughs) Cheeky plug. Um, But thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We hope you did uh, enjoy this brief Q&A episode, and thanks again for all your questions that come through. Um, We do like to flag some of them and make shorter bite-sized episodes like this so that we can give a more in-depth answer to some of those questions that do come through. So thanks again. We hope you did enjoy the episode, and as always, make sure you do take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Thanks, everyone.